initiative podcast we're doing a mini episode this time we're a mini issue number 12 i'm sitting here alongside of matt and crispy and we're going to talk a little bit this week with exploring divine intervention so to start things off uh we're going to have you flip to page 111 of the dmg and that explains a little bit about divine intervention using in your game. We're not going to actually read it out loud because that's boring and the books have been out for, what, 40 <laughs> years now? So you could take a moment to read it whenever you want. We're going to just explore the whole thing of divine intervention and how you use it in your campaign. Because I do kind of use demons and gods in my campaign quite a bit. And I will allow them to intervene and help the player characters out provided they do something worthy of the gods. But I want to hear from you guys first, and I'm going to start with Crispy since he's the newer guy here. Mm-hmm. What he does with divine intervention, with it doesn't have to be like deities; it could be demons or it could be devils. How, how do you handle it in your game, Chris? It's uh, I don't really have a system for it. Like mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm not gonna how this works. You know, you have percent chances. It's you know, it, it's handled as a case by case basis. If you do something super duper heroic, um. You know, maybe you'll get rewarded and you'll see like a god. Like maybe they'll they'll reward you. I, I don't have like a I'm very fast and loose with it. I've I've used gods in campaigns before, but um more as like an NPC, like they were dealing directly with this god. I, I'm kinda I, I like what this says about, you know, out of the millions of people on earth, if the gods answered one in one hundred, they would like they would just be slammed with with business yeah all the time <laughs> i was like yeah that makes sense um mm-hmm. so if i'm gonna use divine intervention it's it's pre-planned you know if someone's a paladin or something like that i like to tie in that you know maybe they receive dreams from their god that's like visions of guidance and things like that the last campaign I ran when it was 1E, I was running a campaign called, uh, what did I call it? The Red Hand of Abaddon, the Abaddon the Demon. Mm-hmm. And the, the Red Hand was a cult, and the, the players were, characters were trying to, uh, you know, hunt down the cult and stop them and kill them from bringing Abaddon back into the world, because it was this whole thing to do with gathering the pieces of Abaddon's hand that was left in the world, and they separated it into a thousand pieces so that Abaddon couldn't rematerialize in the material plane because he was trapped in the demon world. And if the cult got the hand back together and placed it at a certain time with a certain moon phase, he was able to come back into the world. So, But anyway, one of the players uh, came up with a great idea. He did, they were kind of stuck, so he was like, he was a, a, a cleric of a, a Norse god. So he's like, well, I'm going to take a sheep, I'm going to lay, lay the sheet over here, and I'm going to slit its throat, and I'm going to take the blood, and I'm going to spell the god, uh, my god's name out on the ground. 
and then I'm going to light it on fire. And when the fire comes up, I'm going to dance around it with one foot. Like he went to this elaborate thing of describing how he was going to contact his deity. And after he described it to me, I was just like, you know what? Your God's going to answer you because you went through all that trouble to do that. And all he was doing was asking like, you know, I need some guidance. What do I do with this potion that I found that supposedly is a wondrous item with magical properties and blah, 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 blah. And the curse that's happening to this town. I need some help. And he got his divine guidance. He didn't really get anything from it, but the God did acknowledge him and did help him move along the campaign, so to speak. So that's how I've handled it in my game. It just, I, like, I'm like you, case by case basis. And doesn't necessarily just, not every time. Sometimes the gods will ignore, obviously, because you don't want the players to use that as a crutch. Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people will be like, well, that's a crutch, because then the players will just default back to, I'm using your voices now, <laughs> default <laughs> back to using divine intervention. You know, they'll default back to using divine intervention to get out of every situation, and then it won't be, like, you know, unique. Yeah. But, or maybe, like, uh, instead of dealing with the god directly, just have, like, a servant, you know, like... Um, <laughs> his answering service? Right. Yeah, like, God's God's right-hand man. Yeah. Alan yeah. Rickman comes down, you know, as Aww. I am the Metatron. Aww. Right. Morgan Freeman. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, Morgan Freeman was God, though. Yeah, he oh, was yeah, God. Oh, yeah, that's right. God, man. No, I'm thinking of Rufus from Dogma. Never mind. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Rufus. How, how do you handle it in your game, Matt? Uh, I, again, I'm... Fast and loose, too. I mean, it... it Because, yeah, you're right. Players will fall on that. I, we don't know what to do. What does our deity say <laughs> we ask should do? Du- let's ask God. Right. But, it so it very much, if it's actually something that will help further the plot and also the deity being involved makes sense, then mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, we'll do it. Like, there was an instance, I was running Castle Amber... And one of the players decided, hey, I'm going to sit and eat everything at that one table. Oh, jeez. Uh, and he started – he did some things, and he kept getting the good results. So he's getting power, stats going up, all this, all was good. till the very last one, where if you fail your save, you become a ghost at the table as well. So we now have ghost half-orc. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was the one with the six wisdom. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, hence why he wanted to eat everything. <laughs> uh, so ne- our, the cleric that night was like, I don't know what to do. How do we get our friend back? So he started to pray, at which point they had found like a like a magical staff of healing earlier, and he had it in, propped up against the wall. And as he's praying to ask for guidance, I just had that staff fall over. That's all. And, it was, it was like, and then they went back, used that staff, and I said that staff brought him back, made him corporal again. So I've used it in those type of situations. It's never, it'll be subtle, but hopefully to the point enough that they kind of get it. But if they miss it, no, the gods are a little cryptic. Sometimes they have to write cliff notes because they're busy. They don't have time to spell (laughs) everything out. Most of the DMs that I played with, whenever we would try divine intervention, they would just be like, the gods don't answer you. And only uh, the great Joe DM, 
Nick is not, I was going to say Nick is not here to do the sound effect. <laughs> the great Joe DM would, would do two things, and, and I didn't like the mechanics, so I've never used it, but he'd allow you to roll a percentile after you make your request to the gods. If you rolled a 100 on the percentile, the god would answer you and fulfill whatever you wanted to know. If you rolled a 1, he would come down, answer your question, and smite you, more than likely, with some stupid thing, because vengeance, because you bothered him because he was in the bathtub at the time or something dumb like that like i was in my bath and you bothered me with this trivial question yeah, and you happen to get my one night off yeah i know, you know he, he was bubble bath and wine. taking his bubble bath you know but that's what he would do he, uh, all one was always the god would answer but there'd be some type of vengeful situation 100 he'd be like oh buddy and he'd like you know help you out so and it was always like well, you sure joe's big thing was <clears throat> Crispy, you asked me to do something, it'd be like, are you sure you want to do that? That's how he always answer, answered us. And it's always just like, um, I, yes. <laughs> and he was always big on, a, oh, you just said that out loud? Great, you just said that in character. He was one of those DMs. <laughs> like my friend would be like, oh yeah, I go up to him and I tell him, no, you're an ass. He's like, oh, you said that in character. No, I didn't mean that in character. Well, you said you went up to him and said it. Now you said it. So yeah. deal well, with what, the consequences. Just, yeah. He, you could even pull, oh, so you just thought it? Yeah. Well, he read your mind. He's in your soul. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't right. like you anymore. But divine intervention, really, it's kind of based on your your DMing style. Some people like to use it. I like using demons, especially because demons like and devils like to tempt, like to give out deals, especially devils. So I give them a little more leeway when players, characters, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, player characters want to ca- uh, contact the devil or a demon. I'll chances are the devil or demon will answer these uh, player characters with their requests because, you know, there's always some deal to be made with one of them. Demons yeah. flat out usually just like to kill what, them. But. What about a player trying to pray to their god, but the message gets intercepted by an, another uh, entity when you're trying... So like someone, doesn't... like another entity pretending to be their god? Yes. Oh, yeah, I've or... done that plenty of times. Yeah, like right. you're you're praying to, to Krishna, but Vishnu comes through? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ganesh shows up. No, I've actually done it that they're playing they're praying to their their god and a demon will show up instead and pretend to be that god. And just kind of like be like, "Oh, yes, but yeah. you know, if you really want that, you'll have to do this." And they'll be like, "Oh, okay, you're a god, so sure, I'll do whatever you want." And they don't realize they're making a pact with the devil, so. Yeah. Right. And and that's the thing about like cuz there are spells in D&D like where you can commune with the gods or a servant of the gods. So like I don't think you can have a D&D game where you can't have divine intervention. Well, like you, the gods are real. Like they're, you know, clerics exist. Demons are real. So the gods are also going to be real. Angels are a thing in later editions. Well, I've, so, I've used angels in 1E too. Uh, there's actually a supplement for role aids for angels, but they're called something else. No, Sentinels. Yes, it, that's it. Sentinels. I'm looking for the box set yeah. on my shelf. In uh, in later editions, they became devas Ugh. and archons. But yeah, they're they're basically Wasn't like devas fourth edition. No, devas is third edition. Oh, is it okay? Then it's fine. <laughs> third edition is fine. Fourth edition is not. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but like 
I don't know about dealing directly with the god. I'm I'm still a little iffy on that. I've definitely used like a trickster guard, trickster guard. Yeah, a, a, just a really like you know night watchman who loves practical jokes. A trickster <laughs> god um, as like an antagonist for uh, a campaign. And we uh, mean no offense to all the guards out there that like to be tricksters. Uh, <laughs> the words out of, out of Crispy's mouth is not condoned by uh, W. Hey, you know you probably got a lot of downtime. <laughs> you know you're just you're you're on call basically. Got to do something to pass the time. Uh, yeah, sometimes being a guard could be boring. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Because really, how many people are like storming the gates to attack a god? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, actually, yeah. You never know. I don't know. Uh, anyone else have anything else to say here? No, not really. I mean, it's just, this is just something that I think Sebastian played on a case-by-case basis, and it's something you can pull out of your hat every now and then to make mm-hmm. something interesting or cool happen. But just don't let the players not use the divine intervention as a means to not actually have to do any thinking for themselves. Yeah, it's like they get a puzzle. It's like, oh, I contact my god. How do I figure this out? Nah, no, your god's yeah, not going like, to bother. I'm- I, it should always be like a cryptic vision, right? And then it, like it plays out exactly. It should it should be really that so Raveny, <laughs> or or oh, you really went there? <laughs> That's so Raveny. Yeah, this is definitely Crispy's last show ever. <laughs> We're ejecting him out of the seat. Uh, no, it's just like the God gives them a vision of them completing the compl- The vision is them walking out of the room after completing the puzzle. That's the vision. It doesn't tell him how he actually did it. It just shows that he did do it eventually. There's your vision. Yes. You can do it. I believe in you. There you go. If you put your mind to it. You believe in me, so I believe in you. Yeah. All right. I guess that's going to wrap up the mini issue. Number 12, exploring a little bit into divine intervention. Uh, Hopefully that just sparked some ideas into your mind and maybe helped you think how to handle divine intervention in your games by listening to how maybe we did it. Maybe it gave you nothing and you went, the show blows. I don't know. Whatever. But it is something to uh, feed on and think about. Maybe it did something for you. So say goodnight, everybody. Goodnight, everybody. Good night. Furniture Podcast is part of the Wild Games Productions Network and produced for entertainment purposes only. All other uses are prohibited. If you'd like to contact us, go to rfipodcast.com, click on contact us, or email us at rfistaff at gmail.com. Voicemail line 5780865 4210. Facebook.com slash rfipodcast for more. Oh,